What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing great and hope you're feeling God's presence and you're excited about what God's doing. Hope you're excited about this message. I know I am. Uh, it's going to be awesome. We are in week three of a series called Alter Ego. And man, the first two weeks have been great. We talked about inadequacies. Last week, we talked about control. So if you have control issues or you feel controlling, maybe you need to listen to that if you hadn't yet. If you're watching online, so thank you so much for being with us. And if you guys could all do me a favor right now, go ahead and look at your toes. Uh, do me, just do me a favor, look at your toes and go ahead and tell them, I hope you can make it through this message. Go ahead and tell your toes, I hope that you can make it through this message, because Pastor Aaron's about to get real up in here right now. So let me just ask you a few questions launching out into this message. Are you the type of person, when you look at who you are, are you a little bit critical of other people? Are, are you the type of person that you get a little bit annoyed by what other people do or say or post? Or are you the type of person that you just you seem to get easily offended. And so sometimes we have an inaccurate view of who we are in our personality, in our ego. And so what we're going to do in a process in moving and becoming more like Christ, we're going to lay ourselves down on the altar of God. And so we're taking our egos and we're putting them down on the altar. And so today I'm going to be talking about our right to be offended. Now, the reason I want to talk about this is because I actually see this as an epidemic in our culture, in our nation, in our people, in our communities, because so many people get so upset and get offended at so many things. In fact, before I, I wrote this message, I, I knew I needed to do a little bit of research, and I ain't going to lie, I was a little scared because uh, I, I put a post online, just a simple question. I say, hey, what is it that people get offended at? Just, and I, I, as God is my witness, I have never had more comments on a question in all my Facebook life. And so, so many comments and things. And so people get offended at so much. I mean, I, there, there were responses talking about masks and wearing masks, not wearing masks. There were, t there were responses about politics and equal rights, religion, people that respond abruptly. If, if, if you ask them a question and, and they kind of come, come at you aggressively, people get offended. Or if they respond too slowly, why are you taking so long? You know? And so we're offended at both sides. People who don't apologize if they do something, we get offended by that. People that don't show any appreciation towards us. If we do something nice for them, we get offended at that. And so why is it that everything is perceived as offensive? Why is that? And so what we need to do is we need to take a true look at who we are because we need to be honest and say it is because our egos are very insecure and we are easily offended. And so I want to share with you some scriptures, some verses. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. And I hope that your toes can make it. Because in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11, it says, Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Let me share that verse with you one more time. Proverbs 19, 11. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Wrongs, And so when something is overlooked, we have to understand what that is. What does that feel like? So it's when you overlook something, you, you pass over it. And so what happens is we rise above being offended. And really, when I, when I look at this, 
I see this as a form of forgiveness. I really do. So in just our understanding of, of overlooking, and, and a, a great example of this is traveling on a plane. You know, we, we've all traveled on planes before. Even people that don't like to travel on planes, the reason that they know that they don't is because they've done it before. And so we all travel on planes. We fly, we take off, and, and when we gain altitude, one of the things that we all do, if we're fortunate enough to have a window seat, we look down and we go, gosh, everything's starting to look so small. You know, it's just, it, it, you recognize that. And so as we gain altitude, we're recognizing that the things down below really don't matter that much. And so overlooking offenses is like gaining altitude and just recognizing it doesn't really matter. Why am I getting so upset? And so I want to encourage us in this message that we would get to this place where we truly live in God's grace. And so I want to read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, So we praise God for the glorious grace he's poured out on us who belong to his dear son. His glorious grace. And so here's the reality. It's not about our ego. It's not. Because God has extended grace to us. And so because of that grace that we get to receive... There's a few points that I want to share with you in this message. The first one is that we can give others the benefit of the doubt. Because of God's grace in our life, we can give others the benefit of the doubt. And you need to know something. I love this. I love this point. I love this verse. I love this phrase. This is one of the phrases that I live by. You know, so if I'm out, if I'm driving around, if I'm in my truck, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I'm, somebody pulls out in front of me. You know, for a lot of us, like, this would really bother us. We would get so upset. We would at least honk our horn, if not slam on the gas to get in front of them and slam our brake right, right when we pass them, right? And so, but I've come to this place, you know, when somebody cuts me off in tra traffic, I go, yep, I've cut other people off too, and I have. If I've cut you off, I'm so sorry. And so, but when somebody cuts me off, I go, yep. I know I've done that. I've cut other people off, and, and I give them the benefit of the doubt, and I may say something like, they probably didn't see me. They probably didn't see me, and, and so they just kind of zipped out, and, or maybe, maybe the contractions are getting so close, and they just got to get to where they're going, right? All the moms know and understand what that's like. That's just reality. Maybe you, you're, you're, you're heading in a destination. You're in a rush. Something's distracting you, and you didn't see me. You know what? I maybe have cut you off before, and I'm okay with that. And so I try and live by this, giving other people the benefit of the doubt. It's challenging, but I'm working on it. And, I, and one of the verses that I think about is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Why do we need to make allowance for others? Because nobody's perfect. None of us, none of us are perfect at all, ever. Like, we are not perfect. We're sinful. That's why we need Jesus. But the problem is, is we look at other people's imperfections and the things that they do against us, and we see them as offensive. And so what happens is we develop this judgment against them because of their actions or the things that they say or the things that they post. But when we look at ourselves, we judge ourselves by our intentions, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. And we let ourselves off the hook, but other people, we judge them very harshly. And so maybe right now, 
You need to look at your life. Who is it around you that you are being offended by and you feel it? I, I mentioned about being offense, uh, you know, having offense in our life, and immediately their face popped you know, in, 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 your, in the image in your mind. You thought about something that they did, something that, that they said. Somebody right now, maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe in your marriage right now, you're offended at your spouse. There's just things that you're harboring and carrying, and, and anything that they do or say, you just, you're short with them. And you respond back abruptly. Or maybe it's your teenagers. Maybe in your life, uh, praise God for those of us that are raising teenagers. We need more grace than ever. And so if you've raised them or you have them right now, you know just in your life, just things like it's, it's, it's challenge, isn't it? Maybe if you get bad news from the doctor, your fuse is so short, like you, you, don't, you, you really are just struggling to get through that news. And so what happens is we give ourselves permission to be offended at other people by what others do. And so we think it's okay to treat others poorly because of what we're going through. I've got issues, so I get to act this way. Maybe we just admit and we say, I'm having a bad day, and you're the one that's going to pay for it. Right? I mean, come on, let's, let's be honest in who we are. So because of God's grace, though, that's been extended to me, it's been extended to you, I can give grace to everyone. In fact, if you would do me a favor and say the word everyone with me out loud. Ready? One, two, three. Everyone. Because of God's grace extended to us, we then can extend grace to everyone around us. And so with that, we need to have a few things in our life to be able to extend that grace. And here's what we need. This isn't going to be like rocket science. This is, we need thick skin and a soft heart. Simple, right? We need thick skin and a soft, moldable heart. And the reason that this is an epidemic is because we have developed thin skin and have a hard heart towards other people now i get it some people are just mean and i've met them and you've met them too but most people they really aren't that they, they just they're going through something and, and so what is it that they're going through most people are either tired or they're frustrated or they've been hurt by someone I mean, maybe it's a relationship in their life that, that, that they're dealing with. Maybe this is your story right now. Like, you're offended often because you have this hurt. Maybe it's from one of your parents. Your relationship with your parent isn't right. It's not good. And so because of that, you're harboring these things. Maybe it's your roommate. And just, you know, you see them and, and you don't want to be around them. You don't want to spend time. You don't want to hang out. Maybe it's your boss. You know, whether you see them virtually or you see them in person, you're upset at something that they did, that they said. And so when people are hurt... They're going to lash out. Why? Because it, it hurts. Like what, what we're experiencing is such a struggle that we've got to get it out somehow, some way. So sometimes we vocalize it. Sometimes we're passive aggressive. But we get offended because of the pain that we're experiencing. And so we feel wounded. We feel, we feel the hurt. And so I just want to encourage you. What if that person that you're offended at, what if they're actually hurting? What if you just were willing to put yourself in their shoes for just a moment and said, ooh, yep, I know I've said things like that before. I've cut people off in traffic. What if instead of being offended, we see them as hurting and decide to have compassion 
and give them grace because we're, we're not perfect either. Instead of being offended, what if we did that? And, and what if we just simply say, yep, you know, I, I've had a bad day before too. They're probably just having a bad day. Because here's, here's what's hard. When we're offended, it's us taking the offense. Let me explain it a different way. We are choosing to be offended. When we're offended, we are actually the ones that are choosing to be offended. Because here's the, here's the deal. Anybody can say anything they want, and it cannot bother us. Anything, anyone can do whatever they want, and it doesn't have to affect us negatively, does it? We are choosing the offense. And so what happens is we're taking that from them upon ourselves. Why? Because we're hurting. We're hurting. And when we take those things on as offenses, what that actually does is that puts a barrier between us and that person. It puts a barrier between us and other people in our relationships. And it puts a barrier between us and our Heavenly Father. Because we have chosen to take this offense on. And so it acts as a block in our connection with the Lord. And so what if we decided that because we are recipients of God's grace, that we can give others the benefit of the doubt? I hope that we can do that. I hope that we can take that step. Uh, but I also think that we need to do something else. And it's number two. It's that, that we're not going to label other people. We, we see this all, our t- all the time. There are a, a million zillion ton of hostile, hostile like labels that are being put on other people with ill intent, on purpose. Whether you're looking at social media, you're looking at current issues in our nation, there is labeling going on all the time. So let, let me ask you this question. What if God labeled us? What if we flip this whole thing around, instead of us labeling other people, what if we looked at this from a spiritual perspective, and we said, God, what if you labeled us, where if he took a small snapshot of our life, and then he, he, he puts that on us, and he makes us wear a shirt that says it like all the time so other people can see. Let me bring this home a little bit. How many of you would be willing to raise your hand and say that you've lied? Lied, told a lie, any type of lie. Y'all better put your hand up. I mean, come on, we're talking about lying. You lied. Small lie, big lie, little lie. I got my hand up too. How many of you would be willing to put your hand up and say that you've stolen? Stolen anything. Stolen a paper clip from work and brought it home. Like stolen something from the grocery store, candy when you were a kid. Right? How many of you would be willing to say that you've cheated? Like cheated on a test, cheated somebody, che- cheated in a situation. Like you found a corner to cut and it wasn't right. And so we do that, Right? We do that all the time. And so what does that make us? Lying, cheating, thieves, labels. What if God made us wear a shirt that said that? What if he did that? Well, she's just conniving. Oh, look at him. He's an idiot. Oh, all them, they're all ignorant. They don't know what they're talking about. And those are the nice labels. I mean, there are some labels out there that are rough and challenging and hard. I mean, sometimes we even will label our spouse the one that we know the best. We've seen them at their best, and we've seen them at their worst. And we have labeled them with that snapshot of their life, and that's not fair. 
That's not truly who they are. That's not who God has made them to be. We label our children. We label other people's children. Teachers label kids in their classroom all the time. Kids get labels in their files, don't they? We label kids. And, and what, if, what if we speak those labels out and that child receives the label and says, well, I guess that's just who I am. How devastating that could be for them for their whole life. If a teacher, a parent, a mentor, a coach says, you'll never amount to anything, and they actually believed it. Labels. And the thing that's amazing is when we look at this from a spiritual perspective, God does not label us. He doesn't. Uh, I mean, and so what, what, what we have to understand this idea of alter ego where we take our ego and we put our ego on, all, on, on God's altar and allow him to do something amazing inside of us because he does not label us, not once, not ever. In fact, Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 36, he says, you must be compassionate. Just as your father is compassionate, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. And so God is not harsh towards us. He's compassionate and loving and filled with grace. And so it's not our responsibility to bring retribution on other people. That's not our job. That's not what we're to be doing. And so I want to encourage you, we can be giving them the benefit of the doubt. And we need to stop labeling other people. Because we need number three. It's where we forgive as we have been forgiven. So the third point, forgive others as we have been forgiven. In Colossians 3.13, this is what it says. That we need to make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Let me read that just one more time. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. We love to receive God's forgiveness, don't we? We know we've messed up. We know we're not perfect. But do you see the, the formula that's working in that verse? That God, yes, forgives us, but we are to forgive others that offend us. And so right now, you're probably like, I get it. I get it. I need to uh, not be offended by the person that cuts me off in traffic. I get it. I need to be, be generous and compassionate towards the person in the grocery store that does something dumb. I get it. I totally get it. That's awesome. What about your dad? What about your dad? Will you forgive him for the things that he's done, for the things that he's said, for the labels that he put on you? What about your ex? For those of you that are divorced or separated, what about your ex? Are you going to forgive them? The things that they did, the things that they said, maybe they cheated on you. Maybe right now they're saying negative things to your kids about you because it's their weekend. Will you forgive them? Let me put this on a business level. I know we have a lot of business people, business owners. And so what about the competitor that talks about you behind your back? where literally they're going to other suppliers, they're, they're speaking negatively about you, bashing your character integrity, and you've actually lost contracts and commission because of that. Will you forgive them, that competitor? 
In Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, it says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Now when we read this verse, read that again. Just let that settle into your heart and spirit because this is challenging. These verses are even haunting. If we don't forgive others, then our Heavenly Father will not forgive us. And we're talking about abuse. And I get it. If you've been the recipient of abuse, you have been hurt deeply and wounded tragically. But the Lord calls us to this place to extend forgiveness. Maybe it's molestation. Something so horrific that we would wish on nobody else. No one should experience it. But we have to get to this place of forgiveness. Maybe it, it is business related. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's the misuse of authority from them over you. And they have controlled you and they have manipulated you. And you're so hurt and so offended. And so how, how in the world do we get to this place? How? It's only by God's grace. It's only through taking his scripture and applying it in our lives. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says this. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And so how do we forgive? How do we forgive other people of just these huge offenses that they've done against us where we're hurting? It's where we remind ourselves, yep, I need God for God's forgiveness too. I know I've done some things and said some things, and, and I need to extend forgiveness. And here's the reality. I understand for some of you, you've been hurt so deep. It may take years, years on top of years of you getting yourself to this place to extend forgiveness for that deep wound. And maybe it is a process where we take these steps each and every day. Maybe you take these verses and you, you, you put them to memory. And when that, when that just intensity comes up, when those emotions rise up inside of you, maybe instead of choosing offense and lashing out, you say, no, I'm going to go to God's word. I'm going to believe what God's word says about me. Instead of believing what somebody else said, I'm going to believe this, that I can be kind and tenderhearted, that I can give forgiveness. And it may take years. And for some of you, it may take a miracle. And I get that. And please understand, we hurt with you. But if you struggle with being offended, then the reason that's happening is because you're harboring resentment. You're harboring anger inside of your life. You have bitterness that's inside it so like a root that's developed itself and, and you're being offended at so many things and maybe you were wronged i'm not i'm not discrediting that at all maybe what was done against you was horrific but here's the deal now by you choosing to be offended and you choosing to continue to remain in that place that's eroding your joy it's robbing you of the joy and the fulfillment that god wants to give to you and so maybe we get to this place where we say, God, your grace is enough. I'm tired of being offended. I'm tired of lashing out. I know it's not right. God, I can feel, I can feel the conviction of your Holy Spirit. Because his forgiveness covers our sins and it for covers the forgiveness or covers the sins that we can offer forgiveness to that other person who's offended us. 
your sins, my sins, and everyone's sins around us. And there's a beautiful picture that we've got to get and understand. So I hope that you can get the idea of, of, of rising above and overlooking the offenses. Because, gosh, this is, this is so powerful. In Scripture, when, when God was bringing down judgment on the Egyptians, in the book of Exodus, where the Israelites were, were there for a period of time, and then they were enslaved by Pharaoh. They were enslaved for, for 400 years, an extended period of time. God brings judgment on the Egyptians, and, and, and he releases 10 plagues on them to show his power, to show his authority, that Pharaoh would, would release the people of Israel to, to be freed for, so that the Hebrews can return back to the promised land. But the 10th and final plague was a plague of death, so horrific, so drastic. And God spoke through Moses and said, if you'll have the people of Israel sacrifice a lamb and put the blood on, on, top, on top of the doorpost and on the side, that they would put that blood and, and see it there, that the angel of death would pass over that home, not bringing death. And then we move forward to the New Testament where we see this incredible picture where God does the same thing through his son, Jesus. Jesus is the perfect sacrificial lamb in human form. God himself laying his life down where Jesus' blood is spilled and poured out for you and I so that God would pass over us and our sins and he would not bring death because of our sins on us when in fact he brings life. Do you understand that? We do not experience death because of Christ and his blood. We are spiritually reborn when we put our faith and believe in him. And so God passes over us, not bringing judgment. And you may need that today. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Where we're at spiritually, maybe today is the day where you make a commitment to follow Christ. You recognize this. You see the offense. You see the forgiveness that you need. So making a commitment to follow Christ is the best decision that you could ever make. And maybe you need to receive forgiveness in your life. Maybe you need to offer forgiveness to those other people that you've allowed yourself to be offended by. Because God has forgiven you. A very simple statement that I've heard numerous times is that hurt people hurt people. It makes sense. It's even a little cute, isn't it? Hurt people hurt people. Do you know what forgiven people do? They forgive people. Instead of being hurt, instead of being, for, uh, instead of being offended, what if we instead recognize ourselves as being forgiven and we give forgiveness? And so let's stop choosing to be offended by so many things because not everything is about you and I. It's not. But our, 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 our egos are sensitive, aren't they? We're, we're a little bit insecure. And so what if we decided to start passing over these offenses and recognize that everything's not about us and our ego or how that we're offended by things that people say? And we say, you know what? I'm going to offer forgiveness. I'm going to offer God's grace. I believe that this is a powerful message 
And here's the deal. You need to understand, th- understand something. I was nervous to give, give this message. I've preached a million times. This one made me nervous because I understand the magnitude of what it is. And if we actually did this, things would change. We would change. Our marriage would change. The way that we raise our kids and grandkids would change. The things that we post on social media would be different. The way we respond to other people in our, in our community, it wouldn't look like the way that it is. This is a life-altering message to choose not to be part of the epidemic of offense. And so I challenge you, are you willing to join with me and be different and live different and walk in God's grace and forgiveness instead of offense? And so let's pray together because I know I can't do it on my own strength and I know that you can't either. So let's join together and pray and ask God to do something amazing in us right now. And so God, we come before you. Uh, Lord, we just want to admit our faults and our failures. Lord, we admit our sins. We know that we need forgiveness. We know that we need cleansing in our life. Lord, we've done things and said things and that are hurtful towards others. Lord, we've done things against you and we're so sorry. Would you please forgive us and bring forgiveness in our life? And Lord, as we receive your grace, as we receive your forgiveness, Lord, it says in your word that our sins are wiped away as far as the east is from the west. And we are made clean, pure, spotless because of Christ and who he is and his forgiveness of us, for us. So Lord, right now we receive it. With that, Lord, with this incredible transaction that you have done and accomplished for us for the redemption of our lives and our souls, we now extend that same towards others. So, Lord, we think of them right now. We think of our grandfather, our grandmother, our bosses, our parents, our aunts and uncles that hurt us, cousins, co-workers, colleagues, roommates, friends that we had hoped would be there but weren't, that betrayed us. Lord, the ones that are speaking about us behind our back, our ex, the one that, that stole from us. Lord, right now, we think of them. And God, we, for, we bring forgiveness on them. Lord, we speak it out. We forgive them. Do that right now, wherever it is that you are. Say out their name and say, I forgive you. So think of it in your mind, I forgive you. Re- remember that, what they did and, and what they said, and it stirs up, I forgive you. Lord, that we would extend grace and forgiveness towards them right now. Lord, we feel your spirit doing something amazing. Lord, we just it's incredible. And so we receive it. We receive it, Lord. We remove condemnation. We remove judgments. Lord, and we walk in your grace and your goodness. From this day forward. From now till the end of our days. Lord, we choose you above all. I love you, Father. I love you so much. Thank you for letting us dive into your word and your scripture and what you communicated. In Jesus' name.